Gaming is about escaping into another world. You don't control the character, you are the character. Whether I'm hunting fearsome monsters or growing the best crops, gaming is how I like to relax. I like gaming because I can go you know? They helped me escape into a world of pure imagination. Video games. What more could you ask for? Endless. Endless possibilities. It's your boy, Sir Manly Otis, and welcome back to another Off Hunting Gaming podcast. And today, like females, we're going to be talking about them in video games and how they shape gaming today. But before we get into that... You forgot to introduce who's here, dude. You forgot to introduce who's here. I'm I'm getting there. (laughs) You were taking too long. (laughs) Before we get into that, joining me today is... Diggs Gaming. KB Hunting. You took too long. <laughs> Just cut that out. <laughs> no, I am not cutting this out. I am not cutting this out because this is funny. <laughs> we should do a bloopers reel. Oh, we definitely bloopers. should. Whoop, whoop. Before we talk about female protagonists in video gaming, Diggs Gaming wants to talk about a few things. Okay, so we have some things that have happened in the world of gaming since our last podcast. The first thing is Ghost of Tsushima is getting a movie and is being directed by the same guy that directed John Wick. Now, we all know the history of video games being turned into movies. Most of them are, well, basically unwatchable. But when you have a director like John Wick's director, who has really directed a really good trilogy... You got to have a little faith and ghost is a great game. It really is. And it getting the movie treatment. I'm not shocked. A little shocked that it came this early, but not shocked at all. What do you guys think? Well, can't necessarily be shocked since Sony is also a movie company at the end of the day. Sony's basically everything. When you think about it, it's basically everything from digital media to to music, to, to video games. Sony has it all. So, them adapting their video games into movies. They already did Ratchet and Clank, I believe. Yes. And now they're doing Ghosts of uh, Shishima, so. Don't forget about well, Uncharted. Don't forget about they're that Uncharted. Oh, yeah, Uncharted with, um, what's that, what's that boy's name? Tom, uh, Tom, Har- Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland, yeah. So we're going to see what they, what they cook up with it. KB, you got anything to say? I'm not going to get my hopes up. It's an, It's a video game coming from an action movie director i'm not hugely into action movies so like it could this could be the turning point for me but i'd rather play the game at the end of the day i think that's fair enough oh, let's let me add something speaking of gaming movies they're redoing the resident evil movies the movie, <laughs> they're rebooting oh. it and, it's, and the movie the movie title is called welcome to raccoon city Oh my goodness. I cannot wait. Aren't those notoriously terrible movies, though? Yeah, but that's only because of the guy that they got to direct it, who was one of the worst directors of all time. That has a lot to do with it. That's true, but the first two RE movies are actually, actually watchable. They're not good but they're like well i can tell them to watch these two after that you might as well cut it off because there's no okay. reason to watch it after that so there's room for improvement is what you're saying yeah and it's not made by the same guy so i, I believe okay. they have that they're, they're gonna they're gonna get this one right 
All right. If JoJo was here, he'd have a lot to say about those Resident Evil movies. You know that. Yes. Oh, JoJo, who hasn't beat RE2 remake yet? Dang. Don't, maybe now that's not possible. He can't defend himself. But he didn't have to hear that <laughs> shot you just took at him. No shots that... fired. <laughs> um... Sounded like you took a shot there, dude. Sounded like um... you took a shot there. Yeah. Okay. Second news in the world of gaming. The Cyberpunk patch. Wow. Now, when Cyberpunk launched, there were a lot of glitches. It it was unplayable for people that had certain consoles like the original Xbox One or the original PlayStation 4. Pretty much unplayable on those consoles. A lot of things had to be changed and fixed. And boy, did they fix them. That's a 40 gigabyte patch. That is a whole lot for a patch. It really is. And yeah, I'm not shocked because of the mess that Cyberpunk was at launch. This just proves everybody's point on the game was rushed. It needed more time. And yet it came out when it really shouldn't have. Only thing I, 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 I will say is when CG Project Red is given time, they make bang up games. The last great game they put out was The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. And that game is amazing. So yes, Cyberpunk 2077 was rushed. It was not ready in its mental state. And on top of that, they put it on last gen hardware. Don't get me wrong, the base Xbox and the base PS4 are good consoles for their generation. But you're talking about a game that's meant for the PS5 and the Series X. And we a still don't 30, have the next-gen version of the game, do we? That's what I'm saying. And a 3090 graphics card with RTX maxed out. That's what it's made for. It's not made for no last-gen consoles. So why would they put it on there? I understand you want to please the fans, but sometimes you cannot please everyone. They should have done it, but I believe once they patch it, again, because I have not played, I played a little bit of the patches, but once they get it, they start putting out the free DLC that they always do, I believe the game will be good. It already is good, but I believe the game will be better than what it is now. Cyberpunk is a cautionary tale to anybody making a game now on what happens when you rush it and it's just not finished and it's buggy and you put it on the wrong console. It's basically a cautionary tale for a number of reasons. And let's just hope gaming developers don't make the same mistake with, with some games coming out. Let's just hope that happens. KB, anything you want to add? I don't have a PlayStation 5 or Cyberpunk, so at least they're oh. fixing their mistakes. Oh, that reminds me. To everybody, Sir Meliodas just got himself a PlayStation 5, and boy, did he have a rough time when he, <laughs> when he first got it, especially when he was transferring his data. You want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, Sony, get it together. <laughs> I don't know if you, if it's because I don't have PlayStation Plus. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe that is not the reason. That's not the reason. That's not the reason at all. No, mm. because I was able to transfer my data, and I don't have a PlayStation Plus account at all. I think it's different for a lot of people. Some people, it's easy like me, and for some people, it's a nightmare like you. So I think Dude, it just depends on the console. To be I went in honest. there to transfer my data. I first, it takes about what 20 minutes for me to figure out how to do it. 
Then once I decided how to do it and figure out how to do it, I get the transfer on the day, man. I'm gonna go grab a drink real quick. It's, it's transferring, it's gonna take a minute. I come back, data cannot be transferred. I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? To me, that is not next gen. Everything else about it is next gen. The boot up screen, how it's new, the controller, the way it looks, the way it feels is next gen. But me having to go back and plug up my PS4 to get the data to my PS5, I cannot stomach that. I cannot. I'm sorry. Sony, fix that, please. Hey, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose with some of this stuff. Let's be honest with ourselves. And like I said, for some people like me, it was easy. For others, it was hard. But it is disappointing when it's not easy to do. It really is. And I think you have... Has cloud where you can transfer your data. So I don't know what Sony's doing. Maybe they don't want to invest into cloud yet. But borrow yeah. it from Nintendo or Microsoft, please, Sony. Not just for me, but for everyone else who wants to eventually, when they get their hands on a PS5 and they can't transfer that data over. And like me, I barely play my PS4. So imagine the people who play the crap ton of games on their console and they want to transfer yeah. it over and they have to start over. That's not going to be pretty, especially yeah, with SK. Kind of what I'm worried about then. That is not going to be pretty. Yeah. But if they get it to transfer over, hey. But me, I barely play the games on there, so I'm not really mad. It was just like, it was just an inconvenience for it not to work for me. But someone else right. who plays their PlayStation religiously, I feel sorry if it doesn't work for them. Yeah, that's me. That's me so too. I mean, KB, I hope yours works, KB, because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to jinx you, so. KB's will work. I don't really care about mine's, but KB's, yours. <laughs> uh, Dick's gaming's his works, but mine's, I'm, I'm fine. I play like okay. two games. You have said our names three times. You said our virtual names three times now. I know. Okay. Edit that out. Edit it out. It's, it's, I will. It's, it's, I will. I will. I will. I will. Yeah. Sorry, I just, anyway, I last work with you guys too much. Yeah, that's the problem. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, last bit of gaming news is E3 now being a digital event. E3 was canceled altogether last year. We did not have E3. The live event was canceled. We had no idea if E3 was going to be here at all. But we are getting a digital event for E3 mid-June. I'm happy. Because if we had gone two straight years without E3, that would have been torture for gamers even though we still have the summer game fest last year and we have it again this year e3 is just a tradition in gaming and if we didn't have it i mean that would be one of the most disappointing things in the world it was disappointing last year and even though it's only a digital event it's not gonna be a live event i'm happy that we that we have it yeah, e3 again it. i mean good on them for being safe we're still not out of this mess yet yeah i'll take a digital e3 all right, Sir Meliodas, introduce our topic today. We shall be talking about female protagonists in video games. Do you love them? Do you hate them? If you hate them, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong with you because you shouldn't hate them. Leave. But, um, yeah, leave. No, stay. <laughs> stay, but figure out yourself. It's like, what are you yeah. doing here? But, um, uh. Okay, who wants to hear my statistic? Lay it on about, us. I joked about this earlier. I'm going to be the stats guy on this podcast, but I actually looked this up. 
2016, only 2% of games had a female protagonist. Jump four years later in 2020, that number jumped up to 18. That's better. It's getting better. We're making progress on it. And I really like this topic for two reasons. One, it's just the number of games that are starting to get uh, female protagonists. I mean, one that I just played, The Pathless. You talk about uh, Kenna that's coming out. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn that's getting a sequel. That has a female protagonist. You still have Tomb Raider with Laura Croft, who's been around for a long, long time. Perfect Dark Reboot? Yes. Ratchet and Clank might be having a playable female protagonist in its latest game. We still don't know what's going on with that character. I'm hoping that's a playable character. That'd be really cool for that game. So yeah, that's one reason. But another, it just shuts up those people that think that female protagonists should not be in games. It just shuts them up and shows them just how badass they can be. And I love shutting up idiots. I really do. (laughs) My favorite thing about female protagonists is I'm a woman. (laughs) 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 And I like having one, the option to not play as a, as a man, because Mm -hmm. that's weird in a lot of regards, no matter how hot they may be or how good the game is. Mm -hmm. I would, I would like to see more representation there. Especially but in also, RPGs where you make your own character and it has an option for a female character. That's great. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. That's, I mean, I love RPGs just for that reason, really, is I like being able to customize things. But also to uh, bring more girls into the space and more women into gaming is the reason I want Horizon Zero Dawn even though I don't like sci-fi or like robot kind of fantasy integration is Aloy. You, you can only pick her. She's, she's the main character. You play as her throughout the entire game. And that's sole reason why I want it. Regardless of gameplay. I just, I want to try it out because of her. It's a great game. You should definitely play it. And let Mm -hmm. me know what you think of it when you do get it. I have to hopefully soon. There's, there's so many games that I need to beat, though. So, like, I'm not going to promise a timeline, but definitely soon. There is what about you, Miliotis? Like them? Me? Oh, me? <laughs> oh, um, mm-hmm. you ever played Dead or Alive? No. No. Wow. Is that the one with the jiggle physics? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've heard. But, no, seriously, um, the first game I remember playing as a female was the game called Blood Rain, and it's a female vampire. And when I tell you she's badass, she is dope. If you never played it, I think it's on, um, I know it's on PlayStation. So if Sony ever does the backwards compatibility, which they need to mm. do, hopefully they bring that back because it's a good game. I think my first female protagonist was Lara Croft. I remember fighting with the, the twin pistols and the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. that's That was fun. Like I don't know where that came from. I can't remember where that came from. But just fighting a T-Rex with just two small handguns instead of like a turret machine or, you know, bombs or a tank or something was definitely an experience. With her just flipping around. Just doing backflips. Like I could never do. 
amazing. I wish I could do backflips. I wish I could do backflips, but I'm just not athletic enough. No, I'm to just do that. All in my head. Mm, probably snap my neck. Okay, you guys are gonna hate me for this. But I actually do not know the first game I played where it had a female protagonist. I really cannot remember for the life of me. Really? It's like I gotta look at my games to figure it out. I just can't. For some okay, what was a recent game you played before Horizon that had a female protagonist? For Horizon? Before Horizon. That's why I can't remember because I cannot remember all the games I played before last two years. Mm. It's just hard to remember sometimes. That's fine. Makes sense. Yeah. But with this conversation, it has to start with one character and one character only, Samus Aran, because that was the first ever female protagonist in a video game. And nobody knew that she was a female until the very end. That that was the best plot twist. Exactly. Think about how much of a shock that was. For everybody in the gaming community, when they found that out, because this was in the mid-80s, where this was a bounty hunter with a gun as one of her hands, and nobody would have ever thought that it was a female, and that's why it was brilliant. It It is incredibly unfortunate that as the end screen, the better you do, the more of her you see. Zero suit. Samus! Who doesn't like Zero Suit Samus? I've never Sorry, played. I, I had to throw that in there. You never played Smash Bros? Mm-mm. I mean, I've played once. Gotcha. I, like a I, know what he's ta- I know what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. It's the blue one, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think I've seen it in commercials. I think another one that we really have to talk about is just Laura Croft, just because of what she represented. I yeah. mean, she was basically the female Indiana Jones. That's basically yeah. what she is. And I mean, when you say Laura Croft is a badass, you mean it because she's just a badass. Treasure hunting and everything. Really? But then you get I need to play the newest the... one. Huh? I need to play the newest one too. Yeah. Oh, it's good. But I haven't played get... since the PlayStation 2. What? Yeah, I haven't played I haven't touched it. Mm. Touched that uh franchise. Since First time I played that franchise was the reboot series. That's the first time I've mm. ever played I ever played a Tomb Raider game. I played the old Tomb Raider games when I'm um, 360. Yeah. Do you think her old design is an issue with how they designed it? Because the old design? it's definitely not great. Yeah. I mean I mean I can understand a little bit. You know, she's outside, it's mm-hmm. hot out, it's humid. She's Edna. gonna be wearing like a tank top probably is better, but maybe throw a bulletproof vest on when you know you're gonna be getting shot at. Well, back then, dudes didn't want to play as a female. I know. So you had to. How can we get them to play as a female? Let's make them look skimpy. Then they'll play as the female. It's kind of sad how people thought a bunch of polygons was the hottest thing they ever saw. Yeah, that's one of the saddest things you when you think about that's that. True. That's one of the saddest things. Yeah, I mean, graphics back then probably looked amazing, but your eyes adjust. Yeah, eh, true. So when you look at something better back Filling then, in blanks. Oh, but now I got one. Anybody ever hear of the nude code from Tomb Raider 2? No, I Sir heard of it. huh? I heard of it. Okay, KB. 
basically am i gonna be mad not really well you're gonna be mad at somebody okay <laughs> basically it all started because well as you could imagine they wanted you had horny male gamers wanting to see laura with no clothes on yeah so the developer said there was a new code in the game they gave him the code but when they typed it in all she does is a backflip and explodes yep <laughs> it was the That's ultimate nice. troll ultimate troll is that a april 1st fool's day prank i don't or... know if that was or not but that would have been a good one you know who's the horny little bum when you find out hey did you do the new code no i'm talking about if you did the new code then you know that they wanted to see little croft nude so that's true that's a good red yeah. flag uh right there right there yeah but the developers to, were to smart to do that. They were smart to do that. Yeah. You know what I want? What? In The Witcher 3. And I hope yeah. I haven't played too far into the storyline. I've been, you know, messing around with side quests and things. I want to be able mm-hmm. to play a Siri more. I won't spoil it, but you do. Okay. Because ha- I've played a couple of like 10 to 15 minute sections as her. Mm-hmm. And I like her combat. I like the way she dodges. I definitely want to play more. And I really wish it was more how you could play as Geralt in that you could like really make potions, explore the world. Her path is yeah. a lot more... Well, I guess it is because it's flashbacks. It's not... You can't get that full open world uh, feel with her. But I definitely would have liked a little more freedom in those sections to really get a sense of her character. You know? Yeah, you get a you get a chance to dig in with her. All right. I I beat the game what two times? I think. I think it was two times. Because the ending I got I did not like. I was like, yeah, fuck. Screw that. Yeah, I'm I gotta gonna, fix that. I gotta go back and fix that. So yeah. That's I what get, I was worried about with I say um, get both endings. Screen. I say mm-hmm. beat it and get both endings so that way you get a feel for how they really want you to play the game. So mm, okay. I got a question. Yeah. What do you think the impact that that female protagonists have had on gaming in general? Since we said we were going to talk about that, let's talk about that now. What do you think the impact has been? I think it's definitely brought in, like I said, more more women into the space. Hopefully, it has uh, tempered some some men to see that you know women are just as good as ju- are just as capable. Um, I know sexism in gaming is still a huge, huge issue. It's part of the reason why I usually don't play multiplayer. And when I do, I pretty much only play with people I know because I have had so many bad experiences in especially online places. I mean, even in, in person, it's been a struggle sometimes. So hopefully with this rise of of women in gaming and women developers and creative artists and voices in the rooms i really hope that we can start evening this uh playing field yeah i gotta second that it it, it opens up the uh the doors for for mm-hmm. a lot of female gamers to feel comfortable when they're playing games and to idolize their favorite female character in the game or get a chance to play an rpg and really dig into the customization and make that character 
basically them. So if they feel powerless in a situation at home or somewhere outside, that character mm -hmm. that they make can be their superhero for them. So that yeah. is really impactful for females now in gaming. So keep it up, devs. And uh, mm -hmm. if you make if you play Cyberpunk, don't play it as a guy. I would say play it as a girl because to me that feels like that's how they wanted the story to go. So that's why I picked female. But if you get a chance, just dig into cyberpunk as a female and if you don't like it i understand but go back as a guy if you want to but i think the true experience with cyberpunk is a female just saying uh to me the impact well like you guys said it's finally uh shown guys that yes females can be just as badass as guys and it gives female gamers somebody that they can look up to somebody that they can actually see themselves as in gaming. And I mentioned some of the games that have come out recently or about to come out, like, you know, like the pathless that I talked about earlier, like returnal that I forgot about. I mean, all of those are starting female protagonists and all of them really are. Well, pathless has a good protagonist. Not sure about the other two because they haven't come out yet, but from what I've seen, they look like really good female protagonists. And that's what we need. We need more characters like that. We need more good representation of female protagonists because it, because it matters. It does. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think it does, then you are an idiot. You are an idiot and you need to shut up. All right. So we're going to list off our top. It doesn't have to be five, but if you have a top list of female protagonists in video gaming. KB, you want to go first? Sure. So in no particular order, I've got Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm -hmm. She's one of my favorites. I love how I'm playing a, th a second playthrough now um, with Alexios just to see how they compare. Mm -hmm. And I love how it's the same lines, basically. If you picked it with Cassandra, same for Alexios, almost the same intonation. They deliver it almost exactly the same. I love how they didn't change it just because she's a girl and he's a guy. It's it's very nice just to play through like that, where her gender has nothing to do with her personality. Yeah. Um, Aloy, even though I haven't played, I've seen gameplay, seen Let's Play, seen, you know, all the trailers really excited to actually be able to play as her hoping to kick some butt some some robo dino but um lara croft can't help but say you know she was the first person first female that i've seen on screen like that you know i was always the side character or the npc that she needed the shopkeeper kind of person so gotta gotta give some love to her Celica from fire emblem just her very she can take care of herself, but she's also extremely driven. She's got a goal. She's willing to sacrifice anything for. Gotta love her. And um, special place in my heart, Safira from Aragon. Game, not the best, but she is a giant dragon that breathes fire and can crush buildings. So for just pure power, she can fly. Like, she's... She can fly. <laughs> and breathe fire. She's a dragon. What do, what do you mean? She's a dragon. Yeah. Okay. 
my sister and I used to fight over who got to play as Safira. So it was it was serious business to be able to get her. Okay, you want me to go or do you want to go first, Sermeliotis? Thanks, you can go. All right. Well, this is from five to one. So number five for me is Jill Valentine. Even though I've never played a Resident Evil game, I just really, really like the character of Jill Valentine, especially in the first game, because when you're playing as her, I mean, you are by yourself, but she can really take care of herself. She's she's a really good at picking locks. And that is a skill that not a lot of people can do. And the fact is you could pick locks and Chris couldn't keep that in mind. Jill was the one that could pick locks over Chris. So I really did like that. And you got, and you had the gun from the beginning as Jill. You didn't have a gun from the very beginning as Chris. So that because he depleted all his ammo running into the mansion. That too, but still got an in. Yep. That does help a whole lot, especially during the first few encounters. Number four for me is Chloe from Uncharted. Now this one counts because she does have her own game. So I like Chloe because just of what her character was in the second game, you had no idea whether you could trust her or not. And I don't know why I just like characters like that. I just like characters where you have to guess whether you could trust them or not. It wasn't until the very end when you figured out just what her intentions are just if she could be trusted or not. And then in the third game, she's an ally. She's a big part of the first part of the story for Uncharted 3. Really like that. Have not played Lost Legacy yet, but I believe that when I do, it's just going to make me like her character even more. Sad part for me is because Kena Bridge of Spirits is not out yet, I can't put Kena on this list. I called her Kena. I've been doing that. I'm sorry. It's Kena, not Kena, but... I can't put her on the list just yet, but I know when I get that game, she's going to be in my top five. But number three for me is the Hunter from the Pathless. Now, I've mentioned this game before. First of all, she's an archer. And not a lot of people know this but know this about me, but I like archers. I really do. I really like archery. And I like people that can do that because I know I will never be good at that because I have terrible eyesight. So I can never be good at archery, but I really like people that can do that. I also like her because she literally is on this journey to save basically everybody from this darkness that's happened. And she knows she is most likely not coming back. And I really like characters like that, that are just do this because it's the right thing to do. And that's why she's doing this because it's the right thing to do. And I like her because I really like her relationship with the Eagle in the game. I really like that. So the Hunter and the Pathless, Number two is Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. It's my favorite game. How can I not have Aloy on this list? When I first started playing as Aloy, I knew I was going to love this game from the very beginning. That doesn't happen that often. I really liked Aloy from the beginning. And again, I have not played too much of it, but I played enough to where, yeah, Aloy is my second favorite female protagonist. And number one, you know who it is. It's Laura Croft. How can you not pick Laura Croft? Everything that she has been to gaming, all the games that she's been in, just the amount of fans that she has, just how good her games are, and just how great the character is. I mentioned this. She's a female Indiana Jones. She's a badass. What 
is there to not like about Laura Croft? If you do not like Laura Croft, then you do not like games. I'm sorry. Oh, is it is it my turn now? I think it might. All right. My list is I'm going from uh, bottom to top. So it's okay. Jill and Claire from RE1 to 3. Because I haven't played all the other uh, Resident Evil games. I mean, I played 6, but Claire wasn't in 6. But it's Jill and Claire from the Resident Evil games. Jill, she stars. Yeah, Jill stars. She's dope. Same thing Dick's Games was saying applies to that. But Claire, on the other hand, she is just thrown into the fray. Because her brother Chris is stars. And Jill and Chris are partners. So Claire is going to go look for Chris. And in the midst of that, she doesn't know that Raccoon City is overran with uh, zombies. So she becomes a badass overnight. Number two is Fury from Darksiders. She is the sister of Death, War, and Strife. The Four Horsemen of Apocalypse. What more can you say? She's badass. <laughs> Number three is Joanna Dark. She is technically the James Bond, but she's a female. And James Bond is badass. So how much would you like to play as Joanna Dark? A lot. Why? Because they're doing a reboot. Number four is Zero. It's like I'm kidding. Number four is Samus. Because uh, she has a mech suit. She goes around saving, killing aliens. But um, it's just that, that reveal at the end when you beat it and you find out that, hey, it's a female. But are you mad? No. Why? Because the game was fun. You don't care that she was a female. You shouldn't care that she's a female. You guys are going to hate me, but number two is Laura Croft. She's not number one. Because I don't want to make her number one like you guys. So Laura Croft is number two. I had a dragon. Sorry. Oh, you had you did have dragons on one. Well, I didn't put mine in order because gotcha. they're all great, but that's true. I'm just going from bottom to, to top from my list. But it's Laura Croft. Mm -hmm. The same thing applies to what KB said and what Diggs said. Diggs Gaming said she's amazing. And she's probably like she's no, not probably she is like the very first female protagonist that really set the, the motion forward for adding main characters as females in video games. And number one is Rain from Blood Rain. If you ever see Underworld and you wanted to play it, which you couldn't because they never made a game of it, you can play Blood Rain and get the same feeling for it because um, she herself is a vampire and she goes around killing other vampires and other monsters. In her world, if you want to compare it to like, um, I think she was in Legacy of Cain. Is she connected to Legacy of I'm not sure if she's connected to Legacy of Cain or not, but she, um, she's dope. Vampire Slayer. And that's my list. We had some pretty good list, didn't we? Yeah. So. Yeah, and we want to know what are some of your favorite female protagonists? Let us know. All right, guys. That is all that we have for you today. As always, like, comment, and subscribe. We are on YouTube. We are on Spotify. We are on Anchor. Anchor. We are on Google Podcasts. 
We were on Pocket Cast, and we're on a few others that I cannot think of right now. We're on everything. Not everything. We're everything that we're on those things. Most things. We are not on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're not on that. Okay. Well, Apple's not great, so yeah, yeah. Samsung for the win. <laughs> Android for the win. Yep. We don't know when we'll be back. We could be back next week. We could just take the week off. We're not sure, but we do have a good show for you next week. KB, do you want to know what it is? What is it, Diggs? Uh, let me put it to you this way. Console Wars. Console, Console Wars. Wars. Console, Console Wars. Wars. Console Wars. Okay. Yeah, so you are going to want to tune into that. That's going to be a great show. Just like this was. Take us home, Samuel Otis. And as always, it was your boy, Sir Meliodas, joined with Diggs Gaming, KB Hunting, and tune in next time for another Off Hunting Gaming podcast. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. So long.